For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back. This is Perspectives, the show where we talk about our differences to learn more about what we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. This weekend, the city celebrates Atlanta Black Pride, and it is also an important time to raise awareness about the devastating and disproportionate impact of HIV in the Black and African American communities. The Health Resources and Services Administration HIV AIDS Bureau is going to be in town during many of the main events to offer information about access to HIV care and treatment services. Joining me now is Chrissy Abrams Woodland of the Health Resources and Services Administration. Thanks for making the time to share this important information today. Oh, thank you for having me. Which pop population remains at the greatest risk of contracting HIV AIDS? Yeah, so that's a great question. So as we know, and has been for quite some time, that Blacks or African-American people account for a higher proportion of new HIV diagnoses compared to other races and ethnicities. What is the organization, the Health Resources and Services Administration, HIV AIDS Bureau, hoping to accomplish in Atlanta this weekend? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I'll mention is that, you know, we understand that there are social and structural barriers, including racism, discrimination, homophobia, HIV stigma, which still exist, um, unfortunately, and that coupled with limited access to high quality HIV care um, prevents Blacks or African Americans from seeking HIV prevention care and treatment services. So to help with these barriers, we did in the HIV AIDS Bureau, as you mentioned, launch the Change Initiative, which is creating HIV awareness with influencing groups to end the HIV epidemic. So what we're doing is we're providing important information around um, and Ryan White HIV is program resources to Blacks and African-Americans to raise awareness about the impact of HIV in their community. And then also to provide some much needed resources to encourage people to seek HIV prevention, care and treatment services. And this information is communicated to those at greatest risk, especially during a weekend like Labor Day weekend, Atlanta Black Pride, by just being available and talking to people one-on-one? -on -one? Absolutely. So we will have um, our team, uh, a couple of our staff and colleagues that will be out attending uh, Black Pride. On Sunday, September 3rd, we will be exhibiting at Pure Heat's Community Festival in, at Piedmont Park. And so um, along with a couple of our um, recipients, our Ryan White HIV AIDS Programs recipients, we'll be partnering with them and some of our sub-recipients who are also attending the festival on Sunday, um, who will be providing testing. So you can come out, you can get information around our Ryan White HIV AIDS Program services. You can also get tested and it's just a wealth of information. So yes, we encourage people to come by, stop by talk to us. We have information. Uh, we can answer any questions you may have and provide you with any resources you may need. What are some of the more common barriers to awareness and testing today? So we know um, there's still a lot of racism and discrimination and especially homophobia. HIV stigma still exists and it exists a lot and especially in the South. We definitely encourage people to please, please, it is so important to get tested, 
to know your status. We are well positioned right now to end this HIV epidemic, which has been affecting the Black community and many communities for so long. And we can do it because we have the tools now to end this epidemic. We want you to know that if you get tested, well, you should want number one to get tested because we want you to know your status, not just assume your status, but know your status. And you need to know your status. And the only way you can do that is by getting tested. And two, once you receive your results, we want you to take the proper follow-up. If you do receive um, an HIV diagnosis, seek treatment immediately. Get into care. We have a website where you can go on. It's called findhivcare.hrsa.gov. And you can easily just enter in your zip code and it will pull up providers for you. So you can find a provider very easily from your phone, computer, laptop, anything so that you can get connected to care. And then once you're in care, we want you to know that you to take your medication as prescribed, because what we've known and through studies that if you take your medication as prescribed and you reach and maintain an undetectable viral load, then you cannot sexually transmit the virus to an HIV negative partner. And so that's what is really going to be the key for us to ending this HIV epidemic, preventing those new infections. And the way we can do that is if everyone knows their status and do the take the proper follow up. And two, I want to just mention, put out a plug. If you do test negative, but you know you are participating in some behaviors that can put you at a higher risk, then you need to talk to your provider about PrEP because that is also a resource that you have that can prevent you so you can protect yourself from um, an HIV diagnosis. What is the primary mode of transmission for HIV and what are some of the effective methods to prevent its spread? Sexual contact is probably the primary mode of HIV, of contracting, of HIV diagnoses that we're seeing. We always encourage you to protect yourself um, if you are sexually active, so you can always use condoms. That is a preventive method. I also mentioned um, PrEP previously, pre-exposure prophylaxis. That is also another method um, to help prevent um, HIV. And um, if you participate in other um, risky uh, behaviors, such as maybe injection drug use or so forth, looking for places where you can do needle exchanges to use clean needles and so forth. So there are many, many resources for us to, uh, to prevent the spread of, of HIV. How does PrEP work and who is typically recommended to take it as a preventive measure? PrEP is pre-exposure prophylaxis and it's a daily pill for people who do not have HIV, but who are at a very high risk of getting it. And so what that means, if you take PrEP and you are exposed to HIV through sex or injection drug use, then these medications are highly effective in helping you helping prevent you from contracting the virus. You would need to be HIV negative to be able to take PrEP and then someone who is at a high risk of getting HIV are um, those that should really seek out PrEP. You've spoken many times about knowing your status. What is involved in getting tested to know one's status and how long does it take to receive those results? Well, we now have... Um, rapid testing so you can receive your results uh, very quickly. It depends on how, and there are a number of ways you can get tested. There are even at-home tests where you can request an at-home test and test at home in a privacy of your own home. Um, but I will, you know, put out uh, a website. I'll give you a website, gettested.cdc.gov, or you can call 1-800-CDC-INFO, I-N-F-O, and you can find, um, 
many way all of the HIV testing op options and how you can find even a location to go to to get tested. Can you explain the difference between HIV and AIDS and how early detection and treatment play a role in preventing the progression of the illness? AIDS is a is when the virus has progressed. So when you have a large amount of it in your body, you want to know your status as soon as possible because you want to catch HIV before it gets to the AIDS status. That way it is easier for you to take your medications and to be able to achieve that viral suppression that we were talking about because you don't have as much virus in your body. Um, many people don't know that they have HIV. I know some people think that, you know, well, I don't have HIV because I'm not sick. Sometimes that is not the case. And that's why we need people to get tested to confirm and to definitely know your status. Um, you may not get sick for a while. We don't want you to get to the point to where you are sick and showing up in the emergency room because that means uh, the virus, you have a large amount of the virus in your body and you could be getting what we call late diagnosis. You could be coming into the hospital or knowing your status already with that AIDS diagnosis. So we encourage everyone to know your status because the earlier you get into treatment, the better. Talk to us about the impact of HIV in the Black African-American community, especially with Black men who are having sex with other men. So, yes, absolutely. So there were approximately um, 36,000 um, new HIV diagnoses, and Black or African-Americans made up 40% of those new cases. And of that, 39% were Black or African-American men who have sex with men. So definitely that population is disproportionately impacted and um, is why we are attending this event. Because again, we want to get the message out that we need to get tested. We um, have resources on the prevention, on the care and the treatment side. And we want to help everyone to understand that this should be routine. It's okay to get HIV testing on a routine basis. Um, know your status, just like if you're monitoring your blood work for diabetes and other um, diseases, uh, please treat HIV the same because now it's no longer a death sentence. It is a manageable chronic disease. We should treat it as such. Talk more about the significance of what you just said, that HIV is no longer, as it was in the early 80s, a death sentence and is now a chronic disease that can be treated and managed. We know that in the earlier stages of HIV, there was little known about the virus and about the disease and the medications um, that were being, you know, that were available at that time were very harsh on the body. So people had a very hard time with the side effects taking them and then they had to take numbers like a large amount of pills every day. But thankfully, through um, our advances um, in the in the medical uh, realm and in our, our medical technology, we have now moved to where HIV can be managed with one pill once a day. So you can, you know, we are advancing and now we're even moving into injectables. And so we are really happy with where we are and which is why we keep saying, and I know people here all the time, we have the tools, we have the tools, we have the tools, we have the tools to end the HIV epidemic. And so that our time is now. And it is because of that, because of where we are, HIV is no longer the same. People are living long lives. People are living long, healthy lives, managing their HIV as long as they're on their antiretroviral therapy, taking their medication as prescribed and maintaining an undetectable viral load. Um, we are not in that same situation we were in years ago, which was very devastating.
Are there resources available to help people with the cost associated with testing and preventive care? Our Ryan White HIV AIDS program does just that. We provide care and treatment to those who are in most need. Anyone, again, as I mentioned, that find a provider site, that will take you directly to a Ryan White HIV AIDS program provider who could assist with the cost. So you will get free to low-cost care through our program. What are some of the common misconceptions or myths about HIV transmission that lend to the stigma and misunderstanding that remain so prevalent in the community? You know, it's unfortunate that we are still in a place where people are not aware of how HIV is transmitted. And so they think that you could still get it from hugging or kissing or just personal, you know, contact, being in a room with someone. Um, we often hear the horror stories when we're talking to people about how, you know, they were forced to eat off of paper plates just so that in plastic silverware, um, just due to lack of education. And that's what we really want to do, to just get the education um, out there and in the community so people understand the disease, understand the virus, how they can get it and how they can protect themselves. And um, But definitely that that stigma is really a barrier to us moving forward. Um, and so the education is so key. Chrissy, you've talked about the significance of knowing one's status, getting that test. Can you speak more about the significance of regular HIV testing? And when we say regular, how frequently are we suggesting that individuals be tested to make certain of their status? CDC does have some guidelines out there around um, testing and how often you should get tested. Of course, it is recommended that everyone, I believe it's uh, ages 13 and older get tested at least once in their lifetime. However, um, if you are participating in more risky behaviors, it is absolutely recommended that you get tested on a more frequent basis. For everyone else, you just want to do regular maintenance. You want to make sure that you are testing. Me personally, and I'm just speaking for myself, I like to, just because I work in HIV and I want to keep that at the forefront of my provider's mindset. When I go in for my annual checkup to get my blood work done, my regular lab work, I'm like, did you test? Did you HIV down there? Did you test me for HIV? Only because I want to make sure that we, we try to push our providers to make it routine. We really need to make HIV testing just part of routine testing for everyone um, because we cannot pinpoint who may be more at risk sometimes than others. Some people are at risk and they don't even know they're at risk. And so we need to make sure that it's more routine and it becomes, you know, uh, routinized. And that helps also reduce the stigma to where it's like, oh no, you need an HIV test. Well, no, everyone does it. So um, hopefully that that's where we'll get one day, but it is definitely important that you are monitoring your own health and you know yourself better than anyone else and you know what you're doing. So you want to make sure that you are being safe and protecting yourself. One population we have not discussed, and I'm curious as to how at-risk this population remains, African-American women. African-American women does remain um, at risk um, in terms of HIV. They are definitely also disproportionately impacted by HIV. As I um, mentioned, you know, we mentioned the Black community as a whole, but aside from Black African-American men, um, Black women are, are right up there um, in terms of risk and um, for HIV. So we do like to educate our women. And we know that with our Black African and Black and African-American women, there comes a whole nother set of priorities. You know, they're the caretakers. They're the ones, you know, putting everybody first before they're putting themselves first. And so we definitely 
just encourage our women to get out there and to make sure they are taking care of themselves and know their status as well so that they can, you know, you can't take care of home if you don't take care of yourself. And we always say that you have to be healthy so that you can maintain taking care of your kids, your family, and um, your community. I mean, Black women are a staple in the community. They're oftentimes the backbone. And so we want to make sure that they are being healthy and they are healthy enough, I should say, to maintain their role and their position in their communities. But um, definitely, Black women is, is, is definitely disproportionately impacted by HIV. Chrissy, how does promoting comprehensive sex education contribute to HIV prevention and AIDS awareness, particularly among young people? Well, we do think that it's important to educate young people. Um, I think the earlier we get the messaging out and make them understand, the better the outcome could be in the future in terms of making better decisions. Um, we know young people sometimes, you know, oh, it can't happen to me attitude, have that it can't happen to me attitude. Um, a lot, I know I talk to my younger cousins and so forth, they think they're invincible. And so we really need to uh, just get the education out there as quickly as possible. We know that there are some barriers to sex education in schools and so forth. So we are really looking forward and, and looking for creative ways to get that messaging out. In a lot of our programs, our Ryan White HIV AIDS programs, our recipients and those providers under the programs, our sub-recipients have really been trying to find creative ways to get the messaging out to youth so that they are educated when they cannot get into the schools in some of the areas that they need to be in the school. But during, you know, hosting youth events um, and other activities that are geared towards the youth to really get that education um, to them. Chrissy, was there anything else you wanted to make sure to share in our time today? Something I might not have thought to ask you. Um, no, I do just want to close with that reminder and that plea for everyone to please um, get tested and to know your status. And if you are in the area um, and attending the event, uh, Black Pride, please come out and see us. We are happy to see you, talk to you, um, hear your story and share stories and resources with you. But we really would like to see as many people as possible to come out. On Sunday, we will be at Pure Heat um, Community Festival at Piedmont Park. So please come out and see us and talk to us. And we look forward to seeing you there. And last time, what was that website where folks can learn more about the Ryan White HIV AIDS Awareness Program and to find a provider? Sure. So the Ryan White website where you can read all about of our program and our resources is ryanwhite.hrsa.gov. So that's ryanwhite.hrsa.gov. And on our website, there is a link for finding a provider that you can click, but the Direct address for that is findhivcare.hrsa, which is hrsa.gov. And as you said, Chrissy, if you don't take care of yourself, how can you take care of your loved ones? Absolutely. Chrissy Abrams Woodland is the director of the Division of Metropolitan HIV AIDS Programs, the HIV AIDS Bureau. Health Resources and Services Administration, something you've done for nearly two decades. Thank you for your wonderful contributions to the community. Thank you for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program produced with you in mind. If there's a guest or an issue you'd like to hear me explore, I hope you'd let me know. The easiest way to connect with me is on social media. Just slip me a DM or send me a message. Search Condes Presley. 
on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And yeah, I know you're asking, how do you spell Condace? C-O-N-D-A-C-E. And Presley has two S's. That's P-R-E-S-S-L-E-Y. Friends, I appreciate your listening. Be sure to listen again next week at the same time as we explore new perspectives. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.